Welcome back to the Royals Rundown Podcast. I'm Honey Milham, and I'm here with my two partners in mayhem and mischief, the one and only Jeremy Greco and Jacob Milham. Doesn't sound very excited to uh, to say my name there, Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing tonight, man? I I'm I think I'm doing better than you right now. Apparently so. Apparently so. Goodness gracious. Well, hey, it is uh it is five o'clock here on the East Coast. We're just getting off the off the work clock. But a man who is uh who's still putting in some hours is our guest tonight. He is the broadcaster for the AA Northwest Arkansas Naturals, and I'm sure he does a lot more than broadcasting if the uh, theme of our broadcast interviews holds true. Uh, he is Sean Mernon. Sure. Sean, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, fellas. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing okay. Doing okay. I almost uh, almost blended your first and last name there, so I think, uh, I think it's safe to say keep me out of the booth anytime soon down now there. I've thrown him off his rhythm. <laughs> If it exactly. helps, I, I do that. I do that kind of stuff all the time. So it's not. Oh yeah, uh, that's not a big deal. It's fine. Well, hey Sean. So it's we've kind of slowly been going up the uh, up the minor league system. We talked to John. We talked to to Kyle. Uh, I want to say it was like two weeks ago. Now um, it was last time we talked to them. So I I am curious. Those those guys have been with the organization for. For a, a short period of time now, I, I am curious, how long have you been down there in Northwest Arkansas? So this was my first year. Um, Nicholas Batters up in Omaha was here from, I believe it was 21 up until, you know, about, uh, until Omaha, you know, he got there. Um, so, I mean, I I was here. I was in Bowling Green, Kentucky with the Rays, uh, low A, then high A affiliate from 2019 through 2022. Um, I also worked for a Nationals affiliate in 2018. I was an intern in 2017 with the Cardinals affiliate. I did two years in amateur ball. And then I also did kind of a year as an intern way back in 2011 for the AAA affiliate of the Yankees. And then I was also a producer for them the following year. So uh, I have been a little bit more journeyed than uh, than the other guys around the uh, <laughs> around the minor league part of the Royal system. Yeah, you uh sounds like you are are well traveled, but it it certainly comes through uh on your calls there there in the booth. I I have enjoyed hearing you, you know, whether it be on the highlights, whether it be on the uh on the different podcasts that Raising Royals puts together. So I I think you have some some great insight, man. And uh and spe- speaking of this insight, we've we got some more from John and Kyle. So I got to ask you, man, how much uh how much of broadcasting is your actual job? Because it sounds like they do a lot more than that for their respective teams. I was taught that all of your job is broadcasting. It just so happens that there's no microphone in front of you. So <laughs> okay, when you're doing game notes every day, that's broadcasting because you're preparing for the game and you're helping the other guy get prepared if he wants to glance at the notes and stuff. Um, you know, when you're doing media relations stuff, it's a great opportunity to listen in and and kind of interact with the players. And, and honestly, you know, the people that come in from local TV and newspapers, we have a great beat writer here named Paul that, uh, I mean, he asks some some really great questions, stuff that's way above my head. And so to be able to go through and, and read some of that stuff and, and be around that, I just, I always look at it as that's part of my prep at this level is if there's anything that I can take into that or be, you know, being able to go to Paul and saying, Hey, you know, I noticed this stuff. I haven't gotten a chance to talk to Tommy. Did you Did you talk to him about it? He may have some insight into it, and, and that kind of opens up the door for me. So 
yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's not specifically putting a headset on and talking to myself for five hours a night. But, um, you know, I, I try, I try my best and, you know, again, I'm 35 years old. I've been around the block. I am grumpy, I think is what some of the other guys call it. (laughs) Um, but I still try, I still love, you know, I still love coming in and doing all that stuff. Oh my gosh. So so they call you the grumpy veteran of of this group of broadcasters in the Royal System, huh? They say that I fit in in the Texas League perfectly. <laughs> this is okay. I mean you're the guys in the Texas League are are also like, you know, they've been around for a while and so it's like, you know, when you come in and you're working anywhere between a, you know, 9 to 15 hour day, it kind of it wears on you in August. So, you know, I, I we I mean the cool, the cool thing is, like we all, we all still love, you know, going to the ballpark and everything. But it's just like everybody else. There's days that run a little, <laughs> run a little longer than others. All right, all right. Well, hey, uh, Jeremy, before we start looking at the 2023 season, do you have any questions for Sean? Fifteen-hour uh, days. <laughs> that's that's. That's so much. How it can be? How yeah. do you do like nine to fifteen hour days? Like that's that's six days a week, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just look at it like you have to love what you do, right? I mean, look at you guys. You guys finished with your jobs, and now you're jumping on a podcast to talk to some stupid guy in Springdale, Arkansas, <laughs> about the Double A team. And you know you got you know you guys are doing it with a smile on your face and bells on. It's the same thing with me. I mean, this is you know when I got out of school, this is what I wanted to do. So, um, you know, you just kind of take it one task at a time, and and you don't. I mean, the the biggest thing you could make an issue of, and it lends itself to baseball. Never look at the clock. Um, here it's a it's a lot easier for me here, but you know, in pastures and stuff like that, there's been some some long days, and you just kind of go in and you say, okay, I know I have to get this done, this done, this done, this popped up. Now I've got to divert my attention to this. It, there's some time management skills. I'm not saying that I have any, but you have some time <laughs> management skills that you, you have to do. I know, you know, John, Nicholas, Kyle, they, uh, Jake up in the big leagues. I mean, they're all very good time managers. They do a great job of not having to necessarily rush and get things done unless it's something that's last minute. So um, I think that that's, that is a very good attribute to have when you're doing this job is being able to, to manage your time and know how long a task is going to take. All okay. right. That's okay. good to know. Uh, did you want me to ask the, the random questions I come up with now, or did you want me to save that stuff for after you talk about the baseball, Jacob? <laughs> uh, no, go and go and ask him, man. Let, let's get um, him out of the way. So the, the first one I, I got on my head since you just brought it up is um, you said you, you knew you wanted to do this when you graduated school. Is that, is that when you figured it out or have you known since how, is it, when did you first figure out you wanted to be an announcer and how did, oh. that, what, did what did that look like for you? Um, well, it looked like failure because everybody <laughs> wants to play, right? Everybody wants right. to play. And so I'm thinking like, you know, I went to a small school in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I was pretty good as a senior. And then I started to get a lot of no's. I'm like, how the hell is this happening? How, how are so many people saying, no, I'm six foot seven. I'm a country boy. I'm strong. I hit the ball a mile. And then I started looking at some of the other guys playing college baseball. I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So then I wanted to go into uh, writing and I wanted to be like a beat writer thinking still get to be around baseball all the time, get to write about it. 
And then after I got done at my junior college and I went to the four-year school, they were like, if you want to write for the newspaper or be a part of that, you need to be an English major. <laughs> and I just laughed. went, no, let's see what communications has. And then um, when I went there, my advisor was uh, kind enough to tell me, he's like, you know, you have a really great voice. You should try like the broadcasting stuff. So then I was uh, one of the sports directors for the college radio station and um, I'd always loved baseball and, and felt like I knew the game better than everything else. And so that's what I played. I went to, I graduated with 60 kids, so we didn't have football or anything like that. And I had given up on baseball long or basketball long before that. So baseball was kind of what I knew the best. And, um, you know, I, out, out of school after doing all that, I snaked my way into an internship with Scranton Wilkesbury. And, um, you know, from there on out, I mean, I had, the boss that I had there, he was tough, but fair most of the time. And, you know, Mike was really great in trying to help me get to where I wanted to be, even though I was, I was out of baseball for a few years. So, um, it's, you know, I, I always say I've never gotten anywhere by myself. I've always been attached to the Cape of somebody else. So for me, you know, just getting to this level is like, like I said, it's, it's something that I decided that I wanted to do in my twenties and, and so to be in, in double A and be here is, uh, I mean, that's, that's part of the, the wildest imagination, right? Absolutely. Um, are there any, any calls that you were, you, you distinctly remember as being just like the most exciting play, or you were really proud of, of that, uh, that call or that analysis or anything like that this year or ever? I mean, I got to do two championships in Bowling Green, so those will always stick out because it's just like it's it's really weird, and I had no idea what I was doing in the first one. So you know, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm I'm rambling, rambling. I'm like, oh, I I got to go down onto the field. Like, I need to I need to introduce the league president now. Crap, uh, you know, my my assistant Riley. I'm like, hey, you're doing the post game show. See you later, man. Um, <laughs> so I mean that those two were really cool. Um. I mean, you know, Jorge Bonifacio hit a, a record-breaking home run here this year. And that was, for me, that was a lot of fun because I got to know Jorge a little bit. And um, it, it was cool to to be a part of that and know that, you know, this is my first year here and I got to see a record broken that, that is, I mean, for me, it's impressive. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't. I, I never look back like I listen when I listen back to my stuff, I'm very critical about it. So I never look yeah. at something and go like, Oh yeah, like this is, man, this is great. Why aren't I in the big leagues yet? It's like, no, most of the time I listen, <laughs> and I'm like, how did you get to double a? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and then when we were talking to Kyle, I asked him about how he stays healthy for a whole season. Cause you, you really can't take a day off. There's you're the guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, so do you, he said to uh, hydrate, he hydrates a lot. I'm just curious. Do you have any like pro tips that you're like, yeah, this is what I do to stay healthy during the season. My wife tells me to hydrate a lot. I've never tried it. <laughs> I've never tried it. it might, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's the key. No, I mean, I get like, I always get like really ill after a season. It hasn't happened this year. And I think that's because, like I said, here it's a little bit easier to, to do time management and to be able to get shocker the appropriate amount of sleep and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's helped quite a bit. I also think it helps that because of 
humble brag, I guess, but because of the way my voice is, I don't have to stress it that much. Um, and so it doesn't, it doesn't bother me all that much unless I get kind of a sinus ordeal. Um, I just, I honestly don't think about it all that much. I'm a hack compared to the other guys. Like I just, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't go to a, a cool broadcasting school or anything like that. I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. So um, when things get bad, uh, I use a lot of tea throat coat is what they call it yeah, uh, with some honey great. and some lemon. Yeah. I use that um, cough drops and just pray to God that it doesn't go out. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, uh, th- that'll do a lot of wonders there. Sorry, Jeremy, I cut you off, man. No, you're f- I, I was, I, that was actually all I had for right now. You, you okay. go ahead and take over Ask ask some baseball questions. Well, no, I mean, I was, I think it's just a, a revelation that we have a, a non Arizona sun devil on the, on the podcast. <laughs> We're talking to a, a broadcaster shot. It seems like half the, half the field comes from that school, man. East Stroudsburg university represent. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Well, Hey man, let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about some baseball. So you did. You already brought up um, Jorge Bonifacio. He broke the he broke the all time home run record down there at Double A Northwest Arkansas, and I, I I gotta say this because I have developed a a reputation for being a Jorge Bonifacio hater. I don't I don't actually dog on the guy. I think he I think he did great for the Naturals this year. It's just like I I don't understand why why he was down there in the first place personally. But I he he popped up on the minor league free agent list today, and I was uh, I was fairly surprised to see that. Uh, do you have do you have any any idea what he's doing next, Sean? No, I don't. Um, it, it's always interesting. I know he still wants to play, uh, and I mean, who wouldn't, right? He's yeah. had you know he's had a, a I mean he's been a big leaguer, um, and obviously came here, did a great job, and and kind of filled a a really important spot in the lineup. And I think that that was a big part of, of what he was doing here is that, I mean, how many times as a, as a prospect, you know, we had the Peyton Wilson's and the John Raves and the Tyler Tolbert's and, and all these other guys, how many times do you get to be protected in the lineup by a guy that hit 17 pumps in his big league debut? I mean, it's just, it's just, it was the perfect storm and he provided a lot of, first of all, consistency, but, but also a lot of protection in the lineup for those guys. Uh, and so I think, you know, whatever he wants to do, I think, I think at some point he'd make a great coach because obviously he's, he's bilingual. Uh, he's got a lot of patience. He's played the game for a long time. So I think, I think he would be great at that. But I mean, heck, when you're doing what he did this year, you know, if you're willing to just to go wherever the assignment is and, and get an opportunity, I mean, he, he could play for another 10 years for all I know. I, I don't know. And, and I, you know, I hope nothing but the best because he was a joy to have here. That's that's great to hear. I've I've only heard good things about his presence in the in the locker room as well. Was he a, was he a pretty pretty good leader for those young guys? I think so. I think that you know even just them seeing the way that he go he went about his business and uh, you know coming in and doing the workouts and the lifts and going out and taking BP and being in the outfield and and the way that he played you know in certain situations and and you know boosted guys up and stuff. I think. You know, I, I think he was. I think he was a great guy to have, um, especially when you know you have a team that that is really focused around getting guys to the big leagues and 
and turning them into big leaguers. I, I think the toughest part is, you know, getting them to think like a big leaguer and, and putting them in those situations because and sometimes you go from being a developmental guy to then all of a sudden, hey, we got to win. And I think that the, the tide is kind of turning in the, hey, we want to win even when you're in low A, even when you're in double A, even when, you know, high A, triple A, whatever. And having guys that, that have been in those situations is, is huge. Yeah, and I think, you know, looking back on the double-A season for the Naturals, that's kind of how the season went along, it seemed. Um, it was a pretty it was a pretty rough first half, just looking at the wins and loss column. But hey, that, that team finished with uh with a winning record in the in the second half. A lot of great team highlights and great individual moments in that in that second half. Um, but Sean, what are you, what are you taking away from the, from the season as a whole, just watching these naturals grow and perform on the field? I mean, it's kind of a cop-out answer, but guys developed. Uh, I think that, you know, Peyton Wilson got uh, a little more consistent by the end of the year at the plate. And, you know, a lot of people forget he was baseball. America had him as being the best outfield arm in the system to start the season. He played like 10 minutes in left field this year. He was our second baseman all year long, so he got a lot of repetitions at second base. Um, you know, Tyler Tolbert obviously was the hitter of the year, and I mean, he was you know he was the perfect guy to have at the top of that lineup uh, as far as you know being able to go out there. I mean, look at the amount of games he played. Guys that play the way he does, I don't think they play that. I don't think they can play that often this time of year, uh, or I should say, like in the in this era. Right. But Tolbert was like in almost every lineup for like two months. It was insane. And to see him, you know, still steal the bases that he stole and still make the plays. Let's not forget he was playing shortstop and center field. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to learn. And and so I think that, you know, besides that, look at how many guys went from northwest Arkansas to Omaha this year. A lot of pitchers. And if you look back at what happened in 2022, it was a lot of walks. They still had a lot of strikeouts, but I don't necessarily know if guys developed at the rate that they did here this year. A guy like Stephen Cruz came into the system. He got through the first half. He was leading the league in saves, I think, at that point. And he goes up. John McMillan went straight to the big leagues. Alec Marsh ended up in the big leagues. Veneziano and Bolin, and the list goes on. So many guys got sent up that I, I think, you know, Larry Carter and, and uh, Eli McFadden here, the two, you know, Larry was the pitching coach. Eli was the assistant pitching coach, I think they did a great job of looking at a player and saying, what does this guy do well and how can we make him be better? And then they had a plan and they went out and they did it. And, you know, from, from being able to see that every day, the pitching staff got a lot better. And some of that was guys coming up from Quad Cities too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your, your Chandler Champlains and, and Noah Camerons and Mason Barnett's of the world. But um, that's the long version of the answer. You guys could cut that out however you want it. But um, <laughs> the, the overarching theme was – it's not, it wasn't just a tagline of we develop players. Those guys all got better. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah, man, it was, I don't know. I, I definitely think Tyler Tolbert's going to be a, a guy that more Royals player or more Royals fans, excuse me, need to keep an eye out on. Cause that, uh, that, that guy's pretty legit and he's on the trend in the right direction. Sean, I, I absolutely love watching him play. Yeah. He's a, um, he's definitely a fire starter. He's, the big thing is he's so fast and he's smart about it too. And that's, you know, sometimes you get those burners and they, 
they just run. They will run and run and run. And he's intelligent about it and knows kind of when to lay back and, and when it's not a good situation to do it. I, I can't, you know, again, like I, I can't speak highly enough about the guys we had here, but, you know, certainly him, Jorge, you know, a lot of those guys are right at the top of the list. Okay. Okay. There, there's one more player I want to, I want to talk to you about. And it's, I was putting together my, you know, the, the off season is rife for for prospect lists and a guy who I just was just on the fringe uh, for me at first base was Dylan Shroom um, because like he had he had some great moments this season. And man, just if I just watched this season, I think I would be a little bit more aggressive on him. But Sean, could you take a couple of minutes and sell me on uh, Dylan Shroom and his uh, 2023 season? What? Like what you what your thoughts are on them? Should I be the good guy in this, or should I be the bad guy in this? Uh, I we love it. We love an antihero, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm a heel. I am a hundred percent a heel. Yes. So well, I can't go. tell you anything about Dylan Shroom, but I can tell you about Dylan Shroom. Ah, <laughs> dang it! <laughs> yes. <laughs> You got me. You got me. I know. I know. It's great. Um, so, Shrump, like, the, the coolest thing about Dylan is, like, he's super self-aware, and he's one of the smartest guys you're ever going to come in contact to. I, I'm sure, you know, you guys and probably a lot of your fans uh, follow the, the Royals player development account. And they did a piece about Dylan this year and just about his journey. He went through a pretty serious injury in school. Um, came back for, you know, the COVID season, was hitting the heck out of the ball and everything. He ended he ends up signing with the Royals. He's And he's very aware that he is a slow starter. And if you look back at the numbers, the first couple of months of the season, his playing time went down. His batting average was low, all that kind of stuff. If you look towards the end of the year, he had – so we went to Springfield, and he hit five homers in six games. And they were – absolute nukes i mean it was just you know like it was one of those where i obviously i've seen a lot of home runs and it's like you're just leaning out over the window going how did he do that how do you how do you like physically how do you make a connection with the ball moving like that and turn it around and hit it that far like he's just he's he's a brick house he's a strong kid when he makes contact it goes the strikeout numbers were high the walk numbers and the hit-by-pitch numbers were crazy <laughs> high. Set the single-season record for the Naturals and hit-by-pitches. Like, it's Dang. just for whatever reason, you know, that ball gets in there and it ends up on him really quick. But he's patient. He's, you know, pretty solid over at first base. And I think the, the power potential there is huge. It's just, a, you know, and he worked a lot with Andy LaRoche, our, uh, our hitting coach. And things, again, got better throughout the season. He finished with an on-base percentage over 400. Like, like, it's, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're ascribing to the whole idea that the, the name of the game is to get on base, I mean, that's Which pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. 40% of the time? That's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll definitely take that. I think, uh, I think I Mr. It. Bean would take that as well. <laughs> Back in the back in the Moneyball day, back in the like day, that. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a little a little bit uh, infamous, I guess, for stating that I don't pay attention to prospect numbers until they hit Double A. So hearing a, <laughs> hearing a guy in Double A has got the got the OBP going, 
gets me excited. I got to pay attention to this shroom kid. There you yeah, go. I don't 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 watch out for that for that shroom guy. I was uh, <laughs> sorry. I don't know who the heck that was. Goodness. <laughs> Well, hey Sean, uh, is is there anyone that that we're really uh, that we're think we're overlooking down there down there in Double A? It could it it could be off the field stuff. It could be guys that you just think are are great in the locker room and great, you know, team players. Uh, because sometimes that does not convey very well, as you know, just watching a <laughs> watching a game. You know, sure. Oh man. I mean, we hit on Shrum that, that is one that I'll be really interested to see how things go uh, for him next year. I think, you know, we got a small sample of it. I'm sure you talked to Kyle quite a bit about him, but uh, Javi Vaz is, Mm -hmm. I mean, I loved everything he brought to the table at the end of the season. Um, You know, Caden Wallace is, is a, uh, is a sweetheart around here going to the university of Arkansas, but obviously, you know, second round draft pick, one of the top prospects in the organization, um, you know, I, I really thought that he was just great to be around, great in the locker room and everything. Um, I like how competitive all of the, uh, the starting pitchers were. I okay. think that, I think that that was kind of an interesting thing towards the end of the year, just because Champlain was here and he's a pretty competitive guy when he gets out there. Um, same thing with Noah Cameron, you know, Noah had a, uh, a, 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 kind of a tough double a run there after that first start he peaked a couple times um as far as what he did over the course of the year but he's another guy that went you know super nice kid and then he gets out there and he just wants to he just wants to get everybody so i i think that you know pitching wise that that staff was you know pretty good especially the starters at the end of the year and barnett i mean barnett could be one of the best out of all of them i mean he just He's able to really command his pitches, and, and he throws hard. And I mean, there's there's a bunch of guys. I, you know, I, I brought it up. I uh, just talked to Nicholas Batters a couple days ago for his podcast. Um, you know, no, I I liked Noah Murdoch started to turn a corner there towards the end of the year, and then he ended up on the IL for a little while. When he came back, it just it just wasn't quite right. So, uh, I think that he was a guy that you know another hard thrower. He's long and lanky. He gets the ball on you quick. Um, and it's just that things ended up where, like I said, towards the end of the year, that, that IL stint just came out a little bit funny. I'd be interested to see what, you know, what that looks like going forward once he's, you know, the whatever. And again, like, unfortunately, I can't, I don't really know anything about what happens with guys. I just know like, Hey, that guy is not active right now. Perfect. <laughs> um, but to, to see him, you know, be back and and do whatever he needs to do playing next year. I'd be interested to see like where he picks up. Okay. All right. L- looking forward to it, man. And if uh, for all you listeners out there, if you're looking for more coverage on the Royals farm system, please go check out RoyalsReview.com. We also highly suggest uh, Preston Farr and his Farm to Fountains uh, Substack over there for uh, for some good prospect analysis. Hey, Sean. Before we get on out of here. I have been liking to ask the broadcasters if there is one thing that our listeners should know about you as a person. What what is it? Um, that's tough. You, one you, thing you've already said the word heel as a bad guy, so I already know you like wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, so the fun 
I, I could go on about myself. I mean, who couldn't, right? <laughs> I did. I did do. So yes, I am into wrestling a bit, but it's because when I got out of school and I finished my internship, I did. Uh, I worked with a promotion called Grand Slam Wrestling in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and was doing some play-by-play stuff for the company because the guy who trained me on radio was a referee for them. And so I would go in in like a really bad suit coat. And then I would sit there with a guy I've never met before that like was a professional wrestler forever and would try and like call the wrestling matches. And that was kind of how I got into it because like I had to help put the ring together and, you know, you'd go back there afterwards and these guys would be getting checked out and everything like that. And it's like, wow, this is, uh, this is not fake. It's just, you know, that hurts when they, when they hit, you know, when they hit the ground. Um, so I guess that's, that's kind of a fun fact, but I mean, I also, I have an awesome wife that lets me do this and I have a two-year-old son who keeps me on my toes all the time. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes is really interested in baseball. So, you know, those are, I guess, a couple fun things. Heck yeah. Love it, man. Love it. Hey, my, my wife was whispering next to me. Where, where did you go to school again? East Stroudsburg university of Pennsylvania. Okay. She she went to uh, Eastern University in Wayne, Pennsylvania. So that's why, oh, okay. That's why she was one. Southeastern Pennsylvania. Yes, she is. She's from Southeastern Phil or Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I <laughs> when you always want to lump in Philly there for for no reason I at am all. I'm from West Philadelphia, <laughs> but I'm also. Oh, okay. We're not going to sing. Nobody sing. I, I can't stand that trope, um, which is why I usually say to people who are from Pennsylvania. I've lived there that I'm from southeastern Pennsylvania. Yep. So that's a good move. Well well hey Sean, we don't uh we don't don't want to keep you all all even to know you got a family to get get back <laughs> home to. But before we get out of here, where can folks follow you on social media? Where can they find your work at? Things like that. Yeah. Um you can follow me on what is it now? X, right? It's not Twitter anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna call it Twitter forever. I guess I've gotten old. Me too. Um, but I'm at Sean Mernon, S-H-A-W-N-M-U-R-N-I-N. I I mean, you could pretty much just find me wherever you want on that, except TikTok. I'm too old for that. (laughs) Yeah, we, we, we got you covered on TikTok, Sean. Don't, don't you worry about it. Jeremy runs our TikTok for the podcast. (laughs) I'm older than you. So (laughs) that's okay. We're all, we're all getting there, right? It's just a race. to (laughs) We're all getting there. Um, But then you could also. You can also follow the team at NWA Naturals, um, and that's pretty much on everything, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X, whatever. Um, but, you can, you know, we're constantly posting content and stuff like that. We just did our top five uh, uh, walk-offs of the year earlier today. Heck, yeah. All nice. right. This sounds like a good time to me, man. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you again for, for joining us this evening. Um, I, I wish you all the best in the, in the off season and hopefully we get a chance to chat before the next season starts. How's that sound? Sounds good. Just let me know. I'll be there. All right, Sean. Thank you very much and have a good evening, man. Okay. Thanks guys. You too. All right. Bye. All righty. Again, that was Sean Mernon of the AA Northwest Arkansas Naturals. You you just heard where you can follow him on social media. Highly, highly suggest it. And just listen to some of his calls because, yeah, he wasn't joking. Guy's just got a natural voice mm. for broadcast. Some folks are just born with it, and Sean is one of them, Jeremy. Yeah. 
No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about some some royal stuff. Let's talk about the oh, the big league is there club. Royal stuff to talk about. Yeah, I know, right? It's a, it's a little weird. Um, first off, I do want to once again plug Annie Rogers' newsletter. Um, she just gotta, came out you with. You gotta read it. Yeah, you gotta. It is it is very very insightful, and sometimes you will see some of it pop up on like the main web page. You don't see all of it though every single time, so you gotta go subscribe to that newsletter. It's called Royals Beat. You can subscribe to it. I think she has a link on her X um, profile for it, or just look for Royals Beat and you'll find it. I suggest that because she had a player by player breakdown uh, today of the Arizona Fall League players, including the uh, aforementioned Peyton Wilson, who she called the breakout star of the Royals contingent in Ooh. Arizona. So, yeah, he, listen, man, he, he had a great, great showing. Kudos to, to Wilson. He had an 848 OPS in 19 games with 12 RBIs and 15 walks to 18 strikeouts in 19 mm. games. I'll, I will certainly take that. Um he landed in the fall stars game, so not a not the all stars game, the the fall stars game. Better than the fall guys game. Yeah, I I I love fall guys. Not a not but really. I wouldn't a, want to be in fall guys. Well, no, but it's it's a fun game to play. I just, all right, I, hey, I just don't want to be ahead. in it. Oh, you you don't want to be in it? Why don't you want to be in it? I I don't want to fall off of like <laughs> colorful things and just like. <laughs> What is how am I disappearing? Is, is this a new me? Is this the same me? How did I get here? What is going on? <laughs> You're going into the void is uh, is what it's called. I don't want to go into the void. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, speaking like of uh, speaking of the void, there's a guy out there who hits baseballs into the void. And that is the one and only Bobby Witt Jr. Who Bobby Witt? Was, it was that. announced. It wasn't. Yeah, it was announced on Wednesday. I wanted to make sure he was unanimously named the. Player of the year for the Kansas City Royals. No surprise there for the second nope. straight year. So kudos to Mr. Bobby Baseball over and there. Much um, more exciting to have it done this year than last year when it was like, okay, yeah, he's he's good. That's yeah. good. It's good to have a good player. Is he why is he the best? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. It and was, now uh, it's like, okay, yeah, if he's our best, that that's that's not a negative. That's good. We like that. Yeah, that's that's what happens when a guy goes 30, 40 and uh, ends up in, I think 30, he would, what do you say? Yeah, 30, 49. 30, 49. So like close to, to that like 50, to go up to the just, tens. just everybody knew he was going to be running constantly. They were like, oh yeah, gosh, so no, I don't think so, buddy. Oh, the, the league conspired against him. I'm going to need some investigations into mm. the opposing managers. Okay. He conspired against himself. I, I I think there was some sign stealing done. I think they learned from Jim Harbaugh up at, uh, up you at Michigan. To, here's the thing. You don't need to steal the sign if you just already know the guy is going to run. You're right. You don't You're need right. a sign. You're just He's <laughs> running. Got it. Okay. Hey, alongside Bobby, um, Cole Reagans was named Pitcher of the Year. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. And Michael Garcia won the Special Achievement Award, which I was I saw that I was like, okay, well, like, did, did he do something that I didn't know about? And the Royals described the award as given to an unsung player who contributed beyond what was expected 
where someone voters felt deserved recognition for an outstanding season. And I think I think that that fits. I didn't have super high expectations for Michael coming into the season. And, you know, he just casually put up gold glove numbers at a position he's never played before. So good, good on Michael. Um, Jeremy, you wanted to talk about your boy Cole Reagans, though, because uh, when in yep. a pitcher of the pitcher of the half year, is that what we should have called him? Can, can, can we go back to a couple of minutes ago when I was like, yeah, Bobby Witt Jr.'s won it twice in a row. And this year it was good that he won it. And last year it's like, OK, fine. But like, that's bad for the team. Oh, yeah. Same thing here. Cole Reagans wins the award. Yeah, he deserve who 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 was better than Cole Reagans for the Royals this year? Nobody. No. Nobody. But that's bad for the yeah. team cuz he pitched half a season. Yes. And uh listen, we all we love Cole Reagans and we love the uh the recency this bias a, in how much impact pro Cole Reagans podcast. Yes, this is. We are pro Reagans, pro Bubich. Um, I had, listen, there, there's gotta be some, some joke out there about trickle down effect with, you know, Cole, with Cole Reagan's, you know, Ronald Reagan. Uh, 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 no, I, I, if there is, I don't want it. (laughs) Fair enough. I don't, I don't want trickle down economics. I don't want, I don't want Cole Reagan's to trickle on. I don't. I'm not even going to finish that sentence. We're just, yep, we'll move yep, on. Yep, now. yep, yep. Hey, so here's the here's another question. The these three awards they weren't selected by the team, which you know the team selects the minor league awards. I get that they have more eyes and ears onto the actual farm system. When it comes to the major league awards like this, it's voted on by the Kansas City chapter of the Baseball Writers Association of America. And yeah. I understand that's a that's a good that's a good organization. They they decide the MVP every year. How big is the Kansas City chapter? <laughs> it well, can't be that big. Think. It's yeah. not just the beat writers, right? It's, I know, it's I know. anybody who writes baseball that lives in Kansas City. Um, so I would think that that would include. Uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name. He writes for ESPN. Uh, Passan, Jeff Passan. Uh, yeah. Um. The the former Royals.com beat writer, uh Jeffrey mm-hmm. Flanagan, yep. still a member, I believe. So, you know, it's not just, oh, hey, there's two people. It's it's whoever writes baseball, whoever has written baseball that's in Kansas City. It's gotta be a few people. Yeah, correct. It's I, I'm definitely underestimating its size, but uh it's, it's probably not like I, I would guess it's something less than fifty. Yeah, so yeah we're, I think... we're still not talking about a lot of people, but it is more than two. Yes, <laughs> fair enough. Oh, but yeah, so congratulations to Bobby Witt, Cole Reagans, and Michael Garcia on their end of year awards. All very well deserved, and a good. It just kind of felt like a bow to to put on the 2023 season ahead of the uh, ahead of the GM meetings this week. Um, the hot stove is is certainly starting to heat up. And listen, I heard uh, I heard Matt Chapman's already showed up and is like pitching his services around. Like, hey, yeah. hey, anybody need a anybody need a third baseman? I'm here. <laughs> I can play third base. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a uh, man. I Pretty we're good hearing a too. lot of things coming out of the uh, coming out of those meetings so far. 
um, several several different sources talking about you know players on the move. Um, Dylan Cease has been a very hotly talked about guy. Um, I oh I got a lot of pushback for talking about the Royals trading for Tyler Glass now, and I I understand that that pushback there, but. All in all, I'm I'm expecting the Royals to be wheeling and dealing this winter. Um, but Annie Rogers pointed out that apparently there's another move that has to happen this winter that we're not aware of. Um, they are looking for a third hitting coach to join Alec Zumwalt. And I, I, I apologize. I don't know the correct pronunciation of his name, and I could not find it before this podcast. Um, Keone Duren. I think is how that's you how say I it. would pronounce it. Yeah, I think that's how you say his last name, or sorry, excuse me, their last name. Um, so they're they're looking for for one more. I'll be interested to see where they find it and who joins them. But it's kind of they want to have they want to have equal sides. They have three voices on the pitching side between Brian Sweeney, Zach Bove, and Mitch Stetter. They want to have that same dynamic on the hitting side. Uh, Jeremy, you were saying something. Sorry. I, 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 my first thought when I saw this was, okay, so we're doing more of the, this isn't good enough. We'll just add more people to the, like, like, what are we, are we cooking a stew? And we're like, well, we can't take ingredients out. We can only add ingredients to it. I, (laughs) I don't know. Like I, and I, what's really weird is that we were all very high on zoom alt, especially, um, following the 2022 season um what are you doing to me over here you can't send me messages while i'm talking yes i can i don't know what to do about it um mayhem i don't know what i don't know what to do with that 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 information does not mean anything to me well i'll talk to you about it jeez okay well we'll get there in a sec i guess (laughs) uh you know whenever i'm done making whatever point this is we're we're this is this is good i'm i'm so (laughs) glad that i wish we had uh, I wish we still had Sean here for this part. I think he would be super <laughs> impressed with our podcasting skills right now. Listen, but we, yeah, so I was a little bit like, oh man, what, we need to add a third hitting coach instead of like replacing hitting coaches. Okay. Yeah. It's whatever. I don't think Zumwalt is bad. I know he's still, he was very highly regarded when the Royals promoted him to the hitting coach role. And they're, I mean, it's not like the Royals had no success last year. Um, second base mass he had uh he had some ups and downs but yeah he did have some ups uh obviously mj melendez really came on in the second half um nelson velasquez came in and just hit nothing but home runs mm-hmm. bobby Witt jr figured some stuff out so i know it was a frustrating year i know that there was a lack of offense um especially early but it's not like there were no positive signs yeah so i i don't i'm not I'm not sitting here calling for Zumwalt to be fired. I just think it's a little funny that the Royals for the last couple of years have been like, yeah, we got to fix things. Let's just add more coaches in front office staff and not fire anyone. Well, some, I I will say sometimes just having a, having a different voice mm-hmm. to join the voices can be a, can be a positive um, addition. Know, um, when I was, when I was a kid, I used to go to church and we had a church choir and everyone was encouraged to be in the church choir. And some people would be like, I can't sing. And it's like, that's okay. When all of us are singing, it still sounds good. 
<laughs> right? So yeah. we just get enough coaches where eventually they coach good just because there's so many of them, right? The, that works? Yes, that works great. I like that strategy. I love it. <laughs> I so I I sent you what I what I sent you for a, for a later point about, you know, numbers and people doing a job. Uh, but to but to wrap this up, the Royals are are looking for a lot of positions right now. Um, if you go and pull up their their teamwork page, which I I keep a close eye on just in case, you know, maybe my time has come to join the Kansas City Royals payroll. Uh, but it, it has not yet. Um, they are still looking for several people. They have a few open positions for pro personnel analysts. Um and they are currently searching for an assistant director of player development. Um, all those people fall under vice president, Dr. Daniel Mack, who was on Soren Petro's podcast, I want to say. Sorin? What do you say? Soren? Soren? Is that how you say yeah. it? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know I didn't know that. Oh, oh Jacob. I'm I'm not having a good day, man. This is oh, this is not going well. It's okay. Well, I give you some some internet pats on the head. Thank you. Some some pats on the head. Sarin Petro, excuse me. Um, so if if you want to hear some more insight, please go check out that episode. Would highly suggest it. But yeah, I am I'm very excited that all the public signs are pointing that the Royals are at least trying to grow their baseball analytics and R and D departments. Um, I don't know if, you know, people left and we just didn't hear about it or what, but I, it wasn't very big to begin with. So it can only get better. I'm still just, I don't know that I will forget this entire off season, our interview with Will Klein from last week, which yeah. if you haven't listened to go listen to that. Um, where, and I, and I posted this on TikTok because I thought this was so important. He mentioned that the Royals overhauled their pitching program, and a lot of guys are very happy with it, have had good results with it, and and I, I, that's exciting to me that the Royals are like, yeah, let's get better, and the, the players are like, yeah, this is better. Good job. I don't need to go outside the organization now. Some of them still do, yeah, but like that, that's just a really positive sign to me. It is. It is, and that's – there's there's nothing wrong with with the player sticking with the team for the whole offseason. There's nothing wrong with the player going to a third party. No. It's all no, about what you want to accomplish. Yeah, it's, it's it's not about just to be clear. I, I know you get this, Jacob, but I, just to be clear for everyone else. Yeah, this is not about like, oh, nobody should go to third parties or why aren't people going to third parties? It's just like the fact that they have a choice now where it's like, OK, sticking with just the team could make sense. Going to a third party could make sense. Like that's good when mm-hmm. before it, it did sound uh, and he didn't say this this is just kind of my interpretation of like yeah you probably don't want to just stick with what the team is giving you it's probably not going to help you is kind of what i what it felt like they were doing before yeah and i will oof man if if we had more time i'd, I'd want to dive into this but we're seeing more and more royals players go to tread athletics and I just want to say we have not seen a single one go to driveline so far this offseason. So kudos to that. Um, but, yeah, I think the count is currently at four, at least, that Tread has four publicly now. posted about it. Yeah, Cole Reagan, missed- Dil- Dylan Coleman, Colin Snyder, and Jonathan Heasley popped up. 
oh. um, earlier on this week. So that that I'm is an interesting. I'm curious to see clue. if Heasley's still going to be a royal when the next season starts. Yeah, but um, I, either way, I I do hope he uh, he finds some success. Well, let's and let's, stops let's, puking on the mound. Let, let's see if uh, let's see if they drag Brady Singer into Tread Athletics kicking can, and screaming. Can Tread Athletics pitch. help Jonathan Heasley stop puking on the mound? <laughs> And I don't mean that like that's this remember this is not a this is not a metaphor. I'm not like, oh, he's really bad. I'm like, he literally does this. Please help him stop. <laughs> please, please help this man stop with this problem. Well, hey, uh, Jeremy, let's uh let's go ahead and wrap up today's episode with some Royals review reviews. How's that sound, brother? That sounds like a plan. All I right. Well, there was one more thing I wanted to yell at you about. Oh, was but... was that? I'm drawing a blank. All no. right. Well, well, while you continue to oh, draw there the, over the, there. Uh, Cole Reagan's won a couple more awards, quote unquote. Uh, Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja on yes. Twitter. I refuse to call it X. He's a great follow. Um, he gave Cole Reagan's a couple of awards. He gave him the who to him award <laughs> uh, for turning into an absolute stud. And looking like one of the best starting pitchers in the game after, you know, not being much of a pitcher in the big leagues. Um, and then he also gave him the Chaotic Overlay Award. So if you uh, have ever checked out Pitching Ninja on Twitter before, he likes to do overlays to kind of highlight tunneling and different stuff like that. Um, it's really cool stuff. And he'll do what he did is he took the overlays of Cole Reagan's in the Toronto game where he just was throwing balls every which way and falling over <laughs> and, and overlaid all of those together to show you like how crazy that was. It's, it's good times. Everyone should check that out. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. Um, that they so should. That, that, how about I'll call that my positive review for Royals reviews. Okay. How about that? All right. You have and a I got a negative one? review. I don't, I don't like to be negative that often, but That's in fair. this case I feel kind of like I need to be. Um, and I, on Friday, I watched the movie, The Whale. Have okay. you heard about The Whale, Jacob? Yeah, I have with Brendan Fraser, right? Yes. Uh, so I had heard a lot of stuff about how fat phobic it was, but one of my friends was like, it's not that fat phobic. Uh, you should check it out. There's a lot of really good stuff in it. And to be fair to my friend, there is some really good cinematography stuff happening. Sound design is impressive. Uh, set design is impressive. Lighting is impressive. But overall, the movie is extremely fat phobic um, okay. to the point that uh, I guess content warning for those of you out there who might be upset about it. Um, like it, it caused me to become uh, not suicidal, but the next best thing for a few days. Um, so I, I really can't recommend you don't watch uh, The Whale enough. It's just, um, I, I went into a, a, a longer discussion of why on my Twitter thread, so I don't want to belabor that here. Okay. Um, but if, you, if you're if you all curious, there's I do have a thread on Twitter that you can check out. And otherwise, just please don't, don't watch that movie. Especially if you, like me, are an overweight, fat person. Uh, you, you, it, it can do a lot of harm. Okay. Well, and we, I, I do, I read through that thread the other day and I do appreciate you, you putting out that out there and, and explaining why that movie was, was harmful. Um, 
And so I, I greatly appreciate your, your insight into that. And I'm, I, I have not seen the movie, but I'm, I'm sorry that I had that effect. That's, appreciate it. It's pretty terrible. I, you know, I, I, I like to go into stuff because there was a, just to, oh, here, get you some deep Jeremy lore. You ready for this? Oh boy. Uh, when I was a kid, I was kind of an asshole. Uh, there's your explicit tag. Um, and I, I was, I went to church and I was a goody two shoes and all this stuff. And I heard about how evil Harry Potter was. My sister was a huge <laughs> Harry Potter fan and I gave her all kinds of grief for it. And my mom was like, knock it off. You don't even know what you're talking about. Go watch. This was right after the first movie came out. She's like, we rented the movie for your sister. She watched it. She loved it. We still got it. You go watch it and then come back and, and, you know, have your opinion based on what you've actually seen. So I went and I watched the movie and I'm like, oh, there's nothing wrong with Harry Potter. It's not demonic. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so since then, I've learned to like, just because I hear it on the internet doesn't mean that it's true or hear it from whatever source. Doesn't mean it's true. And I want to get kind of my own opinion. And so that was kind of why I watched this movie. Uh, but I really <laughs> wish I hadn't. And and I I, I I feel like this is one time when I, I really hope people will kind of just take my word for it. Okay. All right. Well, Hey, honey, do you have a do you have a review for us this evening? No, okay. I at least wanted to ask. Um, my review is more of a joke that I need to poke at fellow AL Central team, the Chicago White Sox here, because you know it's a, it's the off season. Ro- just not only Royals writers are looking for new things to talk about. Baseball writers in general are sure. are trying to find uh, some things to talk about, and Jay Kuda who is a, a guy on our level, talks about the Chicago White Sox. And today he put out a, I thought it was funny, he put out a analysis of how the Chicago White Sox front office is broken down in, in three separate categories, baseball analytics, scouting, and ticket sales. And he had he had some other te- other teams on there, like the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, they had a lot of folks in baseball analytics, 53. And then you have like the Houston Astros. They're known for their scouting. They had 48 people in the scouting department. Well, the Chicago White Sox are not known for their in-game performance or, you know, giving fans a reason to go watch a game. But for some reason... They have 50 people in the ticket sales department compared to five people in baseball analytics and two in scouting. Okay. It is a very egregious um, imbalance of front office personnel up there in Chicago. And Chris gets has, uh, has his, has his work cut out for him. Jeremy, I'm just going, I'm going on with the joke at this point. Okay. All right. I'm just leaning into it. Go 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 ahead and say the word. Say it. Well, I I don't know what word you think I was gonna say. Is is his name pronounced Geitz? No, it's Getz. Okay. Whew. Thank goodness. I w- I was just gonna say um, that uh, are you are you trying to suggest that things could get worse? Yes, things can get worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, buddy Bell. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. as you might pronounce it, booty bail. Oof. Oh my word! Yeah, not 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 my best, uh, not my best podcast. All right, my wife is trying to get us out of here to uh, to go have dinner with the in laws, so I do I do need to heed her warning. 
Um, for everyone out there still listening, please cannot recommend it enough. Go follow the work over at RoyalsReview.com. It's Jeremy's work. We've talked to Max. We've talked to Matt. We've talked to Preston. There's a whole host of folks over there doing some great work for the website. So please go check that out. Jeremy, what what is the first off-the-wall movie review coming out? Uh, I'm not sure. De- December not time sure. frame, maybe January? Yeah, I'm, I had a, a really good idea today for an article I wanted to write, and you just reminded me that I forgot that. <gasps> so no. uh, I got to try and remember that one to write for this weekend. But I usually um, – I usually – my first, I'm always going to want to try and write baseball first yeah, because yeah. that's, that's what we're here for. Right. Um, that's what everyone else is here for. And, and when I'm, when I'm not writing baseball, I am being a, a little self-indulgent. I'll admit it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I probably, I would guess probably the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Okay. Cause I really liked that. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one might show up as a, as a movie review. I like uh, it. We'll see what else happens out there. I don't know. All righty, man. Well, hey, if you want more of our nonsense for some reason, please go follow us on TikTok at Royal Rundown Pod. You can also follow us on X at Royal Rundown Pod. That's the, that's what it's called, Jeremy. Just just get with the times, man. No. I'm old and set in my ways. <laughs> All right. For everyone out there still listening, we always appreciate your support. And I promise we are we are a couple episodes behind on Q&A responses. It has been a, a busy, busy week and a half for us. Just so. uh, too many, too many great interviews, Jacob. Yes. I need you to just like cut that down a little bit. A little we need bit. to interview fewer amazing people about the team and and the farm system okay okay all so right we could, so we could get to these these questions these are important question answers that we're getting on spotify <laughs> and you're over here interviewing will klein future royals reliever i mean come on <sighs> yeah sorry y'all sorry guys Yep, my wife wants us to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, go Royals!